I am your father. This is a Brandon Colby Jacobs from Facebook exclusive. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Touche, my nigga. Touche. Yo, what it do, what it is, man. It's your boy, Brandon Kobe Jacobs, and you are listening to the Established 1984 podcast, man. And, man, it is crazy because... Of all of the people that I've been trying to get on the podcast for quite a long time, this is somebody that I knew I wanted to get on the show, but it just, you know, we didn't we don't always run in the same circle, so it just hadn't happened. But then I just finally reached out to him and he was like, Hell yeah, I'd love to do it. So I'm happy because this is somebody that I definitely have respected. He's actually a part of my era, really. Uh so it's cool to yeah. get to finally talk to somebody who kinda Came on the scene around the same time I came around the scene. Came on the scene, man. I got Super Chino on the line. Chino, how are you, sir? What it do? What it do? Duval County, Super Chino, Young Escobar. Hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> ain't nothing, man. Ain't nothing, man. It's uh, like I said, man. This is this is gonna be fun, man. I'm excited to get a chance to talk to somebody who who kind of ran in my era. We we kind of ran parallel. Right. We didn't really cross paths too much. When I was still in the right, industry right. actively, but it, it's it's fun to get a chance to sit down and chat with you, man. Yeah, most definitely. I feel the same way, man. You know, timing is everything, and you know, this was the time. So, you know, we gonna we gonna make this thing happen for sure, for sure. Now, we start up all the podcasts with uh, that with folks that are from Jacksonville by having them rep where they're from. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what side of town you're from and what life was like for you growing up on that particular side of town? Well, I'm definitely from the north side of town, and, you know, growing up on the north side, man, you know, it's the hood, you know, you got your you got your good times and your bad times, mm-hmm. you know, but I wouldn't want to be from no other side, no disrespect, but, you know, when you <laughs> from a side, it's just, that's just home, you know what I'm saying? So right. you repping the death, you just, you couldn't imagine life nowhere else when you was younger, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's. That that that's how I feel about the North Side. You know, I, I embody the North Side. I empower the North Side. You know, the whole city. You know, because I love my city. But you know, it, it's it's you know it, it's just different when when, when you from a certain side. It's just like you love rapping and rap where you from. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, when you say North Side, what well, what are you defining as North Side? Because you know our city is kind of weird in its actual geography. You know, like what's north side? If you looked at it on a map, ain't really the north side and all that kind of stuff. So, so what neighborhood are you talking about? We talking about Moncrief, okay. Kid Knight, okay. You know, across the tracks, you got you know Pakistan. That's a little north. You got Grandpa. You got uh, White Avenue Nine. B. You got- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to leave that, not, but you know, Here. you know the the north side. You know, is uh-huh. the whole north. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Now, most folks who end up in music typically have a, come from a family with a musical background of some kind or, or there's something that ends up connecting them to music. What was it like for you mm-hmm. kind of growing up? Was there a musical influence growing up? And if so, who was it? Oh, uh, man. Um, actually, bro, I've never had no, no one in my family before me, you know, be influenced you know, far as music, mm-hmm. it was just something, something I was, um, I was just, I always loved music. Like, right. you know, I was that young kid listening to, you know, 
the, the music I ain't had no business listening to. You know, the parental <laughs> advisory TV. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just always loved music, and I was a fan of rap. You know, and um, it just that that's I wasn't really looking for. I, I always wanted to play sports. Like I played sports a little, you know, when I was young. So mm-hmm. you know, I always wanted to be the next Penny Hardaway or whatever. You know, okay. I never wanted to be next Jay Z. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, you go through things in life, and God steer you certain ways, and He, you know, make you realize what talents you you have, and you just gotta use them. And you know, we'll get into that later. How it all really started. Right. Now you said you said you wanted to be the next Penny Hardaway. So you're a basketball guy coming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I used to love basketball. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm a. It's so crazy because now I'm a bigger fan of football than anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when I was young, shit, I wanted to be like Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, Didn't everybody? Was, you know, you know and, 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 you know, when you young, back in, back in my day, when we were young, we we put the hanger on the back of the door and we played basketball. That's the, we Man, we had fun doing that. We didn't right. need no video games, nothing. So, you know, that that's what I always wanted to um be coming up, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was fascinated, you know, with just sports, period, mm-hmm. you know, so when you talk about looking up to a role model, you know, it, it, it definitely was, you know, Michael Jordan, and on the flip side, you know, looking up to my brothers and cousins, and they was in the streets, but, you know, that was after, you know, wanting to do basketball and just saying, you know, I'm going to go this way. Right. Now, that's, that's so crazy because, I mean, for those, I guess maybe people who aren't really musical won't really understand why that's surprising to me. Because when I listen to your records, it's it's sort of like Cash in the standpoint that you have kind of like a melodic delivery. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're singing on a record, but you have kind of a melodic delivery. And that usually comes from some sort of artistic place. Like, we've had Cash on the podcast before. And, you know, right, that right. he had a musical influence where his dad was a singer, his mom was a singer, the, the church and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's just it's kind of funny to me how that, that wasn't really there for you growing up. You know, usually guys who usually yeah. have that sort of delivery usually have some sort of musical influence, but that's cool. You you, you know what, though, to chime in on that, what, it's it's sort of like you could, you could replace what I'm going to say, what we what we what we talking about. Mm-hmm. Coming up, though. My aunties, my uncles, my mom, my dad, every, they always listen to them slow grooves, man. And I think that was, when, when, man, they played so many slow grooves, you would you would thought Marvin Gaye was in my house. You know, you would thought he was in the house. You know, so in that aspect, you know, I was just the one to really fall in love with it and, you know, carry it on, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is different, but, you know, I can see it stemming from that. Okay. Now, so as far as rappers were concerned, who were some of your original influences? I know for me, Tupac was Tupac was that nigga okay. for me growing up. But but who was it for you? Um, Tupac definitely. You know, in my top three, you know, um, that that guy is just. I mean, he's a he's a legend. So, you know, I think everybody kind of take an influence from Tupac, no matter who you is. But my favorite, you know, it was Ti. Okay. You know, Ti really. That was really like, man. He he, the first guy that showed me, yeah, you you can you can rap rap for real, you know, and be the underdog and, and, and get on top, you know. And my um, 
my brother's best friends with Lil Duval, and when he first started out, we was actually on the road with T.I., so I got to meet him when I was younger mm-hmm. and, and meet him and loving his music at the same time. He was he was a real dude. So, you know, that, that began to be a big influence of mine, you know. And to this day, I, I still rock with T.I. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. I was doing some research online, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you went to Andrew Jackson? Yep. Okay. Yep. I you... went to I graduated from. Okay, you graduated from that what? And I'm guessing like '03. Is that right? Hey man, hey man, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, I'm bullshit. I'm messing. Hey, no, '03 though. '03 though. Okay, '03. The reason why yeah. I, the reason why I remember this is I graduated from First Coast in '02, and I went to elementary school with Leon Washington. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah that's that's my little homie. That yeah, that yeah, that's my dog. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Yeah, when we get when we get off the podcast, we gotta talk about some some other folks that we probably we probably both know too. (laughs) Okay. All right, all right, all right. Now, what what was it? What was it like? I mean, like, obviously, I have a perspective because I I recall a lot of things. So, talk to me a little bit about what it was like at Jackson in in '03 and some of the experiences in in going to school over there that may have shaped you as a person. Man. I'm gonna I'm be honest with you. When, when I first, when I first was, you know, finna enroll, my mom was finna enroll me into Jackson. You know, it was like my last option because I had been getting in trouble in other schools. So this was like my, you know, second chance. Okay, you gonna get the second chance. You gonna do right. Mm-hmm. You gonna go to Jackson. You don't know nobody. You know, I didn't know nobody. Mm-hmm. But when I got to Jackson, Jackson is like a conglomerate of. People from different neighborhoods. As far as you got your people from out east, mm-hmm. you got your people from, and then around that you got people from the north side and from different places. Mm-hmm. But the, the cool thing about Jackson is when we in that building, man, we like family no matter where you from, 100%. you know. And that was because some schools they you know they play by turf. You know, I'm gonna hang with whoever from my neighborhood. You know, at Jackson, it wasn't about where you was from. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about it was. You was either in the in crowd or you was out the in crowd. Mm-hmm. One or the other. No matter where <laughs> you from. And, and and the thing about it, we did a lot of lot of stuff together. Far as you know, you know, you in high school and you do mischievous stuff and get in trouble together. But my best friend now, you know, Donnie, I met him at Jackson. He's still my best friend. You know what I'm saying? So. When I went to Jackson, man, I ended up graduating. I, I ended up doing good because, you know, I was around good people, you know, and everybody was just cool, man. We were just all about getting on the girls and, you know, just chilling. Like, you know, it wasn't no pressure. So right. I would say that was, that was my best experience in school, you know, going to Andrew Jackson. Okay. It's so it's so funny because, oddly enough, my – my grandmother, we lived off of Six and Pearl, and then we moved over to West 40th. And my grandmother, nah. a lot of people who went to Jackson know my grandmother because she used to sell the fish and shrimp plates that people used to get after school. They would go over off of 40th Street. You know, she'd open her front door. She had, like, the little wooden thing, you know, door split in half, and right. they'd line up in front of her house, and she sell, like, these fish and shrimp plates. But a lot of y'all never met me because she had me in the kitchen peeling shrimp. So, but, but yeah, that was, that was my grandmother, Lucille Walker. But 
I, I don't recall, <laughs> like I said, I don't recall crossing paths with you that much until the mid-2000s. And at that point, you were already making noise in the music industry. So walk me through what you were yeah. doing in the early 2000s after finishing school and, and when music becomes something that you start directing your life towards. Okay. Um, it's, it, it actually started, you know, it started getting serious around my senior high, high school year at Andrew Jackson because okay. lunchtime, you know, it was it was freestyle time. Like, everybody who rap, you already know, you know, you eat your lunch, you know, you get to the trash can. We had, it, it was a dude we used to call him Manny Fresh. You know, he know how to beat on the trash can, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's freestyle time. You know, we, we finna rip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just, just, just starting to, you know, going to freestyle and doing my thing. People like, man, you got to drop this. You need to drop that. You know, and I'm like, you know, and I'm already involved in rapping, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing I wanted to do, you mm-hmm. know. But all, the more I began to see how talented I was and um, people people would ask me, you know, man, rip this, man, rip this poem that you ripped earlier. I'm like, man, I ain't no rapper, you know. <laughs> but I've been hearing it so many times, man, and just, you know, falling in love with music, you know, and loving music at the same time like I already do. It just came natural, man, and I started taking it serious, and, you know, I actually just fell in love with it, and and I started, you know, getting in, you know, little contests around the, around the city. I remember, you. I know you remember 618. Mm-hmm. Remember 618? So they had a, um, you know, they had a freestyle battle there, and that was the first time I ever freestyle battle on the stage, you know, on that type of stage. Mm-hmm. And, um... I don't know if you remember this, my dog nephew. Shout out to nephew. <laughs> Somebody say he can't on um, rip against Tuffy. You know that, that that's what they call nephew. Mm-hmm. So man, long story short, we end up battling. Man, both of us did good. You know, and it's like that was just amazing. You know, and I was like, yeah, you know, I can do this. You know, just the love I'm getting from people, and um, from there, man, you know, I just. I just decided to take it serious, and, you know, I've been doing it ever since. And, you know, you had your ups and downs, but when it's your time, it's your time. Right. You know? Now, who actually won that battle? You ain't going to get away with just being like, oh, yeah, we battled and we both did good. Who won? Hey, man, it was a tie, man. That's all I'm <laughs> <laughs> My dog rip, I rip. <laughs> I'm going to get Nephew on the podcast. I'm going to be like, Nephew, so... So Chino told me that he, that he beat your ass in this. <laughs> Shout out to nephew, man. Shout out to nephew, man. So I got to ask the most obvious question. How in the world do you get the uh, name Super Chino? Okay, that's another story. I was um during my, you know, during during my younger rap years, I was with a with a group called Duval Ballers, which consists of me, C. CT, DJ CT, mm-hmm. T-Ron, FR, Plex, A-Drop, and, um, who else? And, um, Big J. We were just a whole group, you mm-hmm. know, Duval Ball. So, I was the young, I was the young guy. I, I made all the beats. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was, and like I say, it was a passion of mine. So, when we go in the studio, I would make beats, I would rap, I would know how to mix a little bit. You know, I was just doing everything. So my name at the time was Lil Chino because mm-hmm. I was, you know, that was on that Hot Boys era. You know, you got Lil Wayne. I'm like, I'm Lil Chino. Mm-hmm. So 
Plex was like, man, I'm going to call you Super Chino, man, because you do everything. We're going to call you Super Chino. So I hated it. I hated that name so much, man, you don't understand. And it just stuck and grew. I don't even know how it stuck and grew. I don't even know how I allow it to stick and grow. Right. But now, for the people, for know, the people who don't know, where does the Chino part come from? Because everybody's like, Chino. Well, well, I've always been a fan of mafia movies. Like that's my thing, you know, organized crime. Like I'm a junkie for those those type of movies. And one of my favorite actors was Al Pacino. Oh, you know, okay. they, yeah, they, yeah, Al Pacino. You know, so you know, I call myself Lil Chino. You know, because I'm I'm infatuated with you know when he played the Godfather and you know. Just oh man, you know that's a whole nother conversation. But mm-hmm. you know that that's that's the actual situation on me. me get my name from Chino, you know, and it was it was Lil Chino. Then you know I chopped off the Chino. Then it was Super Chino. So okay. you know that that's where that comes from. Okay. Now we're there. We're gonna obviously walk to it because I had to be sure because you already brought up part of this. So. September 15, 2006 is when Roland Powell and Troy Slade incorporate Dead Broke Entertainment. Looked it up on Sunbiz. So, <laughs> um, can you, what's your affiliation with that company and working with Duval and and then ultimately, like, Dead Broke Entertainment kind of comes to an abrupt end. So, kind of walk me through that process. Was this your first like, I don't know if this was a label deal per se, but was this your first kind of musical affiliation of an official sort and, you know, the relationship with Roland and with Troy Slay and, and all of that? Just kind of right. walk me through all of that stuff. Okay. Well, Troy is actually my brother. That's my big brother. Okay. Roland and Troy, they came up together. You know, mm-hmm. they best friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was rapping. You know, Roland was doing his thing. You know, um, he was, he was coming up, you know, and my brother was always with him, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they they was always together, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, my brother, you know, he was in the streets or whatever, so he was just kind of looking out for all of us, you know, financially, you know, and just just behind whatever we was doing. Mm-hmm. So him and, him and Roland decided to put together their bro. You know, um, Roland, Roland would be the face because he had to connect. You know, my brother would, you know, back it, you know, financially, mm-hmm. you know, and I was art- I was an artist. I was his little bro, you know, and I had started letting Roland hear some of my stuff, and he was like, man, we need to put your brother, you know, on this label, whatever, you know. So it's, it started like that, you know. You know, I mean, it was, a, you know, close-knit in-house, and um, what, what, what really, you know, destroyed it because, you know, we was on the incline, and we was making moves, and my brother ended up, you know, going to fed prison, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it it just kind of broke away from there. You know, and everybody did their thing, and you know, I'm young, and I, you know, I don't really understand what's going on. You know, I was just forced in a position where, you know, I had to look out for myself. You know what I'm saying? I had to keep going. Right. You know, and um, it, it was it was a bad situation, especially when you when you go through situations like that in your family. You know, we had a lot of. You know, you got to be strong in those situations because my brother just came home from doing nine years, you know, so that was hard on the family. Not so he went in around me. the Roxy days and didn't, and didn't come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right, right. So, 
you know, it kind of, you know, Duval, you know, he started doing this thing, you know, I did my thing, you know, and it was just, that that that, that was the end, you know, it, it just kind of fell apart because the financial backing wasn't there, you know, and, um, you know, everybody had their own agenda, you know, so, you know, we all grown, you know, we got to do our thing, and um, that's how the dead broke, you know, came about, you know, and, and that's how it ended, you know, it was supposed to be you know, bigger, but, you know, things happen, man. You know, circumstances happen. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is out here. You got to deal with the consequences. So, you know, we just kept it moving, you know, and um, I just continued to do my thing, you know, the best way I could and continue growing, you know? Right. Now, you and Duval, you guys still have a, a good relationship or did things kind of fall apart after that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we cool, you know. You know, that's, that's big, bro. You know, it's just, you know, some, sometimes, you know, situations get crazy and people got to, you know, do what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I was young. I didn't really know how to deal with that situation, not, let alone my brother gone, you know, for nine, ten years. So it's like, you know, I was dealing with a lot, too, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, you forced to be a man in certain ways because, you know, before my brother got locked up, you know, I kind of I kind of had it good out here, you know what I'm saying? Because, right. you know. He looked out for little bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I was in the streets fucking up, but he always looked out for me. You know, so when, when big bro go, it's like I got to stand up in the pen as a man. I get locked up. Ain't nobody going to bear me out. You know what I'm saying? So I had to step up, you know, and take responsibility and, you know, on, on my own. So that was hard. But, man, Duval, man, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to little Duval, man. Yeah, that, that that's still big, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's and my brother back home. You know, and, and everything good. You feel me? Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm glad that I'm glad to hear that because I mean I I mean a lot of that stuff is public record. The same way I found the dead broke stuff that was in there too. Um, and I right. just was kind of like, damn, like I assumed that this was probably what happened. You know, just kind of putting it all together, having seen it all before. It was like, but damn, that's crazy. And then, I, you know, looking yeah. at Roland and seeing him make companies like Rich Broke and stuff like that, that was kind of, you know, kind of always yeah. kind of yeah. played back and, to and that. And, you know, Roland did a lot, you know, to, to, to help Super Chino get his name for me on the platform. Like, this is me. This mm-hmm. is my music, you know. So when things was good, they was good, man, you know, because, you know, I, I've been on the road with Roland and stuff. It's a lot of stuff I saw you know, being on the road with him that, that motivated me, you know, so I, I appreciate those times and I appreciate anything anybody do for me, you know, mm-hmm. because I was in the midst of people who, you know, I, I, I never would have been in the midst of, you know, so he definitely helped Super Chino get, get, get his name out there to, to introduce who I was, you know, because, you know, with me being affiliated with him and certain people who open their ear to a dude who just coming on the scene because of who he with. And that's how the game goes sometimes. You know, people won't give you a chance unless they think you with somebody. So, okay, cool. You know, but he did he did put me on that platform and that's how I met, you know, people like Cash and people like T.I. Just, you know, I met a lot of people, you know, so I'm, I'm thankful for those times, you know, because I, I will never forget them. Okay, okay. Talk to me a little bit about some of your first official works and the process of getting to the point to 
where you work with Bigger and you do your first real nigga radio mixtape because at that period of time, I think that that's when real nigga radio mixtapes are kind of at the apex where like, you know, eyes really start looking at you, labels start looking at you, things like that. Um, You know, when when Bigger decides to say, okay, I'm finna do a real nigga radio mixtape because for people who don't understand, when you do your real nigga radio mixtape, I think it was 2007 or 2008, that's right around mm-hmm. the time Swords has already happened, and you know there was a huge reception for that mixtape. Mm-hmm. And then Papa Duck's doing his, and then the Plies one comes, and then I think you're after the Plies mixtape. So it's really a great time yep. to be a part of that mixtape series. So talk to me a little bit about yep. some of your first works, and then moving towards working with Bigger and the experience of doing that that mixtape, and how that how that helped your career. Well, the first the first works I really started hitting the streets with, I I I I remember like it was yesterday. It was three songs I had on the CD. It was a song called Hey, it was a song called Back in the Day, and it was a song called Trick With Me. So what me and my team did, you know, and um, MGs produced, you know, two of those, and that that's the time where you know we was um collaborating real heavy, me, him, Cash, and just you know everybody over there you know so we, we were just doing music and i i got my i got my cds together we hit the streets with those three songs because mm-hmm. i was getting the most attention from people you know all my peers around me from those songs and i let the streets pick so the the streets pick hey you know they started playing hey real heavy i started hearing that more than the others so i went with that one and, you know, I got Lil Duval, I got my brother, I got those people behind me, you know, the city behind me, the hood with me. You know, it was in the club, it was banging. So, you know, what happens is, you know, bigger rankings always keep his ear to the street, you know. It's like, you know, when you when you hide it's you know, people won't people gonna recognize and they they gonna see what's going on and they're gonna fuck with you, you know. Mm-hmm. So he, he he decided to fuck with me, and, you know, we, we have a good relationship, you know what I'm saying? And he helped me a lot as well, you know, and I appreciate him as well. Shout out to the homie, but, you know, start pushing that hay, and my name was getting in the street, you know, and um, a lot of big dogs, you know, they, they start to fuck with me, you know, and that's how I go. You got to you gotta work your way. You got you to gotta earn your way, you know, and I was just earning my way, you know, to, to politics these these you know cats or whatever but once once bigger rankings you know heard my music and you know bigger rankings he a good dude you know he, he's like a father to all us and, and, and duval when it comes to rap you know mm-hmm. we he, he's the he's a big influence on our city so you know we, we gotta pay homage you know and um once i did the real nigga radio that got hot in the street and even bigger rankings put it in the street when he was on the road, you know, so he actually helped me, you know, expand that mixtape. And, and this a part, this around the time where he, the internet wasn't popping like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You actually had to put your CDs in these shops and stuff. Right. You know, and uh, with Bigger having so many hot CDs out, you know, it was it, it was definitely a challenge to even stand next to those, the, 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 those people, you know, and those artists you know, and, and mine did, man. You know, and bigger rankings, he man, he did it perfect. He couldn't have did it no better. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it blowed, it blowed. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was on. Um, that was a part of that dead broke era, man. We was, we was everywhere. You know, and being with Lil Duval and you know his connections, 
that absolutely helped. You know, and just, you know, the streets fuck with me, too, you know, because I'm from the streets. So it's like it was good to see somebody from where we from, you know, do a small piece of something, you know, because that's that's like, you know, when we see somebody doing something positive and and maintaining with it, you know, that's a small piece of hope that can turn into something big, Mm -hmm. you know. So with that being said, that's just that's how it came about, man. Okay, okay. Now. Obviously, you have a relationship with Cash, and because yeah. of because of that, I have to ask this question. Um, I was doing some research, and I found on your Worldwide Hustle mixtape that comes out after the Real Nigga Radio a song that sounded yeah. strangely familiar to me as a part mm-hmm. of Tay Dism's management staff. I ended up getting yeah. with Tay later on, like in like 2010, right before I got out of the industry. There's a track. Right. They're called Distant Lover featuring Young Cash that had that has the same right. hook and the same beat that was recorded by right. by Tay Dism later and called Long Distance Lover. Were you aware of that? Right. What happened with that? Are you aware of that? Because I'm I don't I only knew the record to work the record. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know about this until I started doing my research. Were you aware of this? And can you tell me the story about all of this? The thing about it, you know, is. I, well, I, I, I grew to be aware of it, but, you know, when we record and, you know, Cash, he's so talented, you know, he might do hooks on beats and, and send them out to, you know, different artists, you know what I'm saying? That's how that's how the game goes, you know? So I might get it, so-and-so might get it, 10 dudes might get it, you know what I'm saying? It's all on who, who bite on it first, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like ain't nobody waiting on nobody else, you know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things where... You know, I did my thing on it and put it out to see how it would do, you know, and, and Tay did the same thing. You know, when you don't buy, I didn't buy that record, so I don't own it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a first come, first serve, you know. So it was, it was just one of those things where, you know, bruh, you know, he he um he actually gave me a CD full of beats and hooks, you know, and was like, little bruh, you know, check this out or whatever. And um, I did my thing on a couple of them, and Distant Lover, it was just one that, kind of caught people started liking my version you know what i'm saying too so it was like you know that it just is what it is but i, I definitely knew it after the fact and it's one of those things where you know if you don't own the beat it ain't your beat you know you just gotta you gotta catch the next one mm-hmm. okay you know so it went um that that's all that was yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't know until I started doing my research. I was like, "Damn!" Like this sounds. Like, and then I went and I pulled it up. I said, "Oh, okay. This the this the same record here." Right. But right. I mean, right. Look, I still love Tay to death. Your version was better because you rapped a little bit more than he. You know. I just keep it a buck with, with stuff like that. You know, people get mad at me because I'm honest sometimes. But it is what it is. Now, yeah, what it is. Talk to me a little bit about La Familia, because I was talking to to Deshaun Quillon, by the way, he said hello, and he he mentioned La Familia. I'm not familiar with, with that, but it has uh, some sort of role okay. in your career. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? La Familia is, I mentioned it earlier, Duval Ballers. You know, it, we, we started at Duval Ballers, you know, and La Familia is just, you know, we, we was family, you know, so that's like an alias for the family, you know, uh, like, like, like the mark, you know, so... We was Duval Ballers, you know, but we La Familia, we family, you know, and, and that's where that came from. And, um, you know, that consists of, like I say, me, CT, Plex, Alpha R, T-Rone, Big J, A-Drop, 
Sweet, you know, um, man, who Cowboy Chauncey, PLO, man, the whole crew, man, because I'm finna forget somebody. Somebody <laughs> gonna hit me up like a dog. But the whole crew, you, the whole Jefferson Tree crew, man, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and it was, um, it was just a, a, a group of, you know, street cats with a common goal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, a lot of people don't understand, you know, when I was with those cats, man, it was like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Goodfellas, you know, mm-hmm, but of course. Um, when Henry here was young and he was around the OGs, mm-hmm. that, that's what it was like for me. Oh, okay. You know, and that was, that's, that's when I began to, you know, jump off the porch and just, you know, you know, I mean, just, just the OGs molded me, man. I was getting molded, you know, and it was like they always looked out for me, you know, and um, I had the talent in the group to make the beats and stuff, and we always, we was just like family, man. Like, like I wouldn't trade that experience in for nothing. You know, I'm still cool with everybody to this day. So, you know, La Familia, we was a group. And, um, you know, we stuck, this was before, this was before the little Duval before I got with my brother in La Duval, you know, we'll talk about how that happened, you know, because that was just me solo, you know, but when I started out with these guys, with the group, you know, it was like, it was just nothing but love, man. You know, we got so many memories and I was 17 years old in the trap with these guys, you know, and it was, it was like the best experiences of my life just being around some genuine dudes. You know, and uh, we did the music. You know, we took trips out of town. And, you know, we got our name out there, you know, and we was, um, you know, sometimes, you know, God has a different plan for everybody because, you know, we end up not being a group. But, you know, look look at t Wrong, He did his thing and he got to do it. Like, you know, everybody from that group doing something major on their own and we still family. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. You know what I'm saying? You just had your ups and downs and you go through stuff, you know. But man, we was we was like the hot boys, you know what I'm saying? I was around that era, you know what I'm saying? That that's mm-hmm. what we was compete against, you know, and we were we was a crew and like I say, everybody from La Familia, I'm cool with till this day. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I would never forget what I, I learned, you know, being with those guys and, you know, getting molded at a young age, you know, like that. Okay. Now, you brought up T-Rone a couple of times, and, I, you know, I, I wanted to bring up T-Rone mainly because there there had been this, this kind of rumor going around that at some point you guys had a bit of a falling out. I don't recall it, but just kind of in doing my research and talking to some folks, they were like, I'm not sure if him and T-Rone are still on good terms. Um, did something happen that, that maybe I missed in the in the late 2000s or something that maybe, you know, people may have perceived as a, a split between the two of you guys? And if so, what was it? And if not, where are you guys at from a relationship standpoint today? It's, it's one of those things. Family go through stuff, you know. And when you brothers, if you don't go through something, you ain't brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's my brother, you know. And, you know, everybody not going to feel the same way about certain stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and family go through stuff and, you know, that that's how you grow, mm-hmm. you know. That that's that's my brother to this day, mm-hmm. you know. Whatever, whatever the disagreement or whatever it may be about, you and your brothers, you go through stuff, man. That's what people don't realize. 
You know, if you see anybody out here saying they brothers with somebody and they ain't never went through nothing, it's fake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, the bond we got, man, is real. It's real. You know, like I say, God just have different paths for us because, you know, he end up getting further as a solo artist, and I and I did too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when the group broke up, it was like, you know, we, we still family, you know. It, we still family, you know, until this day, call them up right now, and we, we laugh and joke about anything, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's family. It's just some people don't know the situation, so they speculate, mm-hmm. you know, and it, they sometimes they want it to be tension. But, you know, whatever, if it was tension, you know, and you real family, you ain't nobody finna know what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, because that's between family. You know, whatever disagreement, and and I and trust me, ain't nothing that the streets gonna make it bigger than what it is. Just All period. Right. So something happened, you know but you're not gonna go into detail. But but something happened, and it has since been resolved. I'm gonna just say we have dis- disagreements. Ain't nothing happened like that at all. You okay. know, you just have certain disagreements, and it's like you gotta um, you we always been able to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel, you know, whatever. And we always respected each other. You know what I'm saying? I respect him. Like, he taught me a lot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, you know, especially in the music, because he was the, you know, he was the first runner up, you know, before all of us. So, you know, it, it wasn't no, it wasn't nothing like that between us at all. You know, not even a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Yeah, I just, that like, that seemed to be kind of like a, a little thing there that you know a couple of folks when i would ask folks, okay well i'm i'm finna interview chino and they were like well ask him about t-roll because i'm curious to know what happened i was like i didn't know that something happened like so i was like okay well i guess i throw it out there right. and see what he say <laughs> right right yeah that, that, that's still my brother to this day man we good we okay. good all right now, do, in doing a little, in doing a little bit more research, what I noticed from your catalog perspective is there's an abundance of work right around 2010, 2011. Tooted Out is released around that same time, and then there hasn't been much since then. Is there a reason why there hasn't been much from like like projects since since Tooted Out? What what's been going on with you? Well, you know what what actually happened. Um... I just kind of was, you know, in some um, trouble with the law. You know, mm-hmm. I ran into trouble with the law. And sometimes when you, when you run into the wrong trouble, you know, your life kind of stops. Mm-hmm. And you got to take a back seat, you know, and you got to um, figure it out. You right. know what I'm saying? Because when life gets you, you know, it can't nobody help you but yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I ended up getting some, in some trouble in the law. And just since then, I was just trying to rehabilitate myself and not really focus on the music. You know, because you got to get yourself together first. Mm-hmm. You know, you if you ain't, you know, self-preservation is first. So I had to take a back seat, you know, and, and get myself together. You know, not only get myself together, but, you know, get my finances and everything else together. Because, you know, when, when you do get out of jail, it's like you starting over. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have you got to have a mind frame like, you know, this, this I, I'm going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, by any means necessary, you know, and um, that's the reason that you see less projects from me, you know, in that time frame. And, um, you know, since then, I've just been 
You know, I'm I'm I always been a hustle hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like rap rap really really wasn't a hustle for me. I, I just like the rap. I love the art of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I um I had to get my hustle together, man, and you know do something legit. You know and blossom like that. You know and, and come back to what my passion was. You know I'm just thankful that you know people still fucking with me at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, but. I mean, you know, it, it just speaks of the impression that I've left on people. You know, it don't matter how long ago it was, you know. And I thank God for that. I thank God that I'm that type of person to leave that type of impression. Mm-hmm. And it's still affected. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason for that gap mm-hmm. between, between that time, you know, and now me just, you know, you know, cranking back up and, you know, getting back on the music scene heavy and, you know, trying to make this thing happen again. Okay. Because I know I, I left town um, in 2012, so I missed out on and I kind of got out of music. I wasn't that heavy in music in late 2010. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when you say you you, you had to, you had to sit down for a little bit, are you talking about, like, Young Cash sit down for a little bit or, you know? Nah, nah, well, I actually was an accountant, you know, okay. I, I ain't never been to prison, you okay. know, but, you know, sitting down, you know, I, I, I had a violation, you know, and I, and I eventually, you know, got, I, I was, I was facing some time, but, mm-hmm. you know, God is good, man, like, God is good, like, I would never forget that, you know, and, um, he blessed, he, he, he blessed me, you know, that's the only thing I can say, it wasn't nothing else, okay. so, you know, once you, once you get out, you still got to sit down and get your thoughts together. Right, 100%. Yeah, you still like ground zero, and you got to figure it out, you know, because it ain't going to happen overnight, especially when you ain't trying to be in the streets like that no more and you trying to do something positive. You know, you got to to be mentally ready for that stuff, you know, and and some people don't. So I had to prepare myself, you know, a year or two and get myself right because I, I still got kids. You know, I still want to live. I still want to be successful. You know, so this world don't owe you nothing. You got, you got to do what you got to do out here. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I, I always ask Jacksonville artists, being an artist in Jacksonville can be challenging, and you're often left with very little support from from radio, and really, the oftentimes it can be the the community at large what's your opinion of the jacksonville radio scene and their willingness to provide local talent with with support whether that's from you know talent shows whether that's from uh providing you with bds spins when you get your music registered playing your stuff outside of mixed shows stuff like that what what, what are your feelings on uh on jacks on the jacksonville radio scene and their support of local artists um i think you know um and we've had this talk before because, you know, it's a lot of DJs at the radio station, man. They show me more than enough love. Like T-Roy, Dr. Doom, Easy e like those guys show me so much love, you know. So, but, you know, I did, I, I you know, I, I showed and proved, you know, and, and, and you got to keep a good relationship with people out here, you know, because at the end of the day, don't nobody owe us nothing, you know. And that's how I go in a situation, so... If you show me a little bit of love, I'm appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And every every city is not going to be, you know, like like you go to Atlanta, you know, and they local scene is, is serious. You know, it's heavy. You know, it's all on radio. But, you know, I'm going to just say every city ain't going to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so ain't no reason to get mad. You just, 
you know, you just you just try to push for for more of your music and just establish your relationship, you know, so you can be the person to break through and bring everybody else with you, you know, because right. you got DJ out here, they gonna show you love, you know, some don't. Right. But some do. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you just gotta you just gotta know that, man. You know, we we all wish this music scene could be, you know, like an Atlanta scene, but it, it's growth. You know, we still we still growing. You know, and it's gonna take time. You know, maybe we thought it should have should have took. You know, it should have been different with us. But you know, maybe the next generation or the next generation gonna change it to where now it's like we want it. You know, but you mm-hmm. definitely got DJs that's gonna show you love out, out here. You just gotta you just gotta establish those relationships and don't burn your bridges, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm thankful for the for the radio love I'm getting out there. You know, I. I can't complain, but it ain't always been like that. You know, I ain't always got love like that, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm here and I'm positioning myself and, you know, I got those relationships and people fuck with me and they want to see me do that, you know, so that that's, that's my take on it, you know, and anything, you know, I can do, you know, when, when I get on that platform to help any other artists under me, I'm going to do, you know, we really never had nobody big like a T.I., you know what I'm saying, come up on the scene like you know we don't have a big big rapper from, from Jacksonville you know like just from the city you know that that has that type of power you know so I think once we get somebody like that in our city that you know stuff will change mm-hmm. stuff will change you know cause more more influence and you know it will come to the city you know and, and I love I love I love the scene right now you got you got the, the, the young cats doing their thing. You got the cats that been around like me doing their thing, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I I think it's I think it's growing. Right. You know, I think it's growing. You know, and you got you, you certain people getting deals and stuff. That's good for the city, man. You know that that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. So I'm very thankful for that because you know a lot of us didn't get that opportunity. You know, but it's like we was a part of the paving the way. You know what I'm saying? You got to serve your purpose. And if it's for you, it's going to happen. Right. You know, so we got to appreciate anybody from Duval who get a deal or who get on a platform we can't be on. Because, you know, when they, as long as they rep the city, that's good for the city. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that's the common goal. You said and that's the common goal? That's the common goal to make sure the city get on, on, on the map and the city get recognized because... If Chino blow up and so and so don't blow, it's like I'm I'm, I'm just here by myself. I, I can't make all the noise. Right. Everybody I, need to make noise. I, I will say that that the city that the city has had its ebbs and flows. We've had our moments. I mean, it's not like there's never been anything because we can't we can't discount what ninety five South and sixty nine boys. No, no, and, no, you're and, right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, we, you're right. We've had we've yeah, had that too. Yeah. And to that and to that point, we seem to be back on the rise again. And I want to get some of your thoughts on on some of the the premier folks that seem to be coming out of the city that tend to be making the most noise. And I always ask about these particular artists when I have other artists from the city on the podcast. You got Tokyo okay. Jets, who's who's doing her thing. She's with Ti. You've got Young Trap, who's doing his thing with Def Jam. And you've got Belize right now, who's really kind of doing a lot of touring with Bigger and things like that. What are some of your thoughts on on, on them and, and kind of the scene in general as it grows right now? And 
I guess gen- generally like what the, how they're moving and and if you got any uh any advice for them as a as a now OG in the in this thing. Right, right, right. Um, I love I love what they're doing. You know, I love and I love to see it. You know, and I love to see the response from the people. You know what I'm saying? Because all these people come from my city. You know, and and I'ma always tell any anybody young rapping. You know, like. When you was coming up, you you, you heard Super Chino. Like, you, you was listening to my music. So it's like, you know, I, I like to think, you know, I'm a, I'm a part of the um, plan with Duval. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to see these these artists blossoming and doing their thing and, you know, living out their dreams so they can take care of their families and stuff. And they talented. You know, ain't nobody misrepresenting. You know, and everybody is different. So to see it from that element, I love it. I love it. And it, it, the advice I can give, just keep going hard for the city and don't lose focus of that. You know, don't lose focus and, and, and never think it's about self. You know what I'm saying? Because the city, once the city get on, you know, it's just like, man, that, that bring more money to the city, more everything to the city. You know, but... I love what these artists is doing, and you know I I, I think they're gonna do more. You know, and I, I don't think they're going nowhere. You know, and, and I salute and support that a hundred percent. Okay, want to throw some names at you, and, and you tell me what comes to mind when you think about these people. It doesn't have to be one word. Just what you think when you hear these names. Okay. Okay. Ivory or businessman. <laughs> Cause I know we both ran in those clubs on the regular. Cause I remember, I remember being in the Roxy, being in the DJ booth, and I looked oh, down and man. over there, over there in the corner by the bathroom is all the dead broke entertainment. <laughs> man, it was man, them was the days, man. Damn, you bringing up memories. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it was just so crazy. I see y'all ducked off in the corner. I was like, man, I can't see none of them. They all ducked off. They all dressed in black. All got on shades. All yeah. ducked off in the dark yeah. corner of the Roxy. Yeah, yeah, them was the days, man. Just young, <laughs> thugging, having fun, doing what we like to do, man. That's that's it. Definitely, Young Cash. Fly, bro. I always fly. Every time you see him, he gonna be fly. <laughs> that 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 that's my stuff. That nigga that'll be fly. He he be up on the new shit. He gonna be up on the new shit. Okay. All the time. PLO and CT, cause you you can't say one without the other. It just seems wrong. Uh, they gonna laugh when I say this. Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Oh. <laughs> you got to be a part of the family to understand what's going on here, man. Them adults, man. They relate. They yeah yeah. They gonna laugh when they hear this. Okay. <laughs> Somebody, uh, somebody who's a little bit from before your era, but but still kind of runs into it. Swords, lyricist, lyricist, Pit. Man, I'm a fan of Swords, man. You're not the only one. <laughs> Swords is overdue. He's overdue. He, he gonna get his shot. He 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 gonna he, he gonna get his shot. Like for real, for real. Swords, yeah, lyricist. Okay. And last but not least, bigger ranking. OG, triple OG. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. See, he been around since shit. My brother and him was jumping off the porch, and everybody, everybody done looked up the big guy had some type of influence. You know what I'm saying? He um, he a real OG in the game. You know, he's still around and still relevant, man. That that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I always we we always joke. Everybody from Jacksonville, um, oftentimes loves to tell the story of me and him and uh. In, in cartouche at the uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all saw that <laughs> oh you were there too <laughs> yeah, had been, I was, man I was laughing I was like man what they got going on man <laughs> man I, I, remember, I remember that's why I say 618 that was some chaos that day, but I, I I love I love Billy, man. Contrary to what he might think, I still want to get him on the show. I I know I got to show and prove yeah. before I get him on the before I get him on the show. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's not still mad and hop <laughs> on the show yeah, one of these yeah, days. Yeah. So we get to, we we'll get a chance to talk it out. Now, final question: If all of this ended today, how would you want people to remember Super Chino? He told his story, his story, nobody else's, okay. his story, and, and respect me for whatever you feel it is. That's fair. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, That that's, cause when you hear my story, you're going to know me before you even meet me. Right. You know? Chino, I, I want to thank you, man. This was this was fun. I enjoyed myself getting to kind of reminisce on some old days and getting the opportunity to yeah. sit down and talk to yeah. you about what's going on, man. And I'm looking forward to some new projects and, and, and getting the chance to talk to you in the future, man. So before I let you go, right. man, why don't you tell everybody about anything that you have upcoming, if there's a new single coming, upcoming projects, and obviously if people want to do business with you, how they can get in contact with you. Well, actually, um, like I told you, when I did the Two That Out song, you know, I kind of, you know, after that I went on a little trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, that song didn't get the recognition that it's supposed to. It did its thing, but, you know, it was just one of those songs that could have been, you know, it could have went further. So, you know, what I did, and um, now I'm with Niv Entertainment um, Group. You know, that's the label I'm down with now. Okay. You know, super hit star, you know, and... um. We just revamped the two that I, you know, updated it, you know, put some fresh lyrics in there, and um, we 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 putting it back out, and you know, it's been on the radio like heavy, you know, if you go on SoundCloud, it got over two hundred thousand, you know, plays on SoundCloud. If you go on Twitter and type in two that I challenge, and I want you to do this, type in two that I challenge on Twitter, and it's all it's going viral. Okay. I'm not just talking; like you got to go and see this. So that's what we pushing right now, and we just going from there. You know, we um, you know, it's just a new situation. It's a, you know, it's a new me. You know, I'm I'm more educated in the game. So you know, everything is going good. You know, Nev Entertainment Group. Shout out to Vern. You know, shout out the whole Super Hit Squad, man. You know, that's what we doing. And um, you know, people, we we coming. You know, and I got the like I said, I got the single out there. You know, people be hearing it on the radio. Just, just tune in. You know, and um, if you anybody who's trying to find me out there, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all that. Super Chino, S U P A C H I N O. You know, 
Um, if you're trying to get in touch with me, superchinomusic at gmail.com. You know, uh, just hit me up on the book or on the gram. I'm, I'm on there, you know. So that's 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 what I got going on right now, you know, just a two-to-dot campaign. And, you know, we just going to go from there. And I, I've been working in the studio. I got a lot of projects coming up, you know, got a lot of familiar names I'm going to have out there. So, you know, you just stay tuned and, you know, we'll, we'll be back on another podcast talking about, you know, hopefully what what I've done, you know, and how I've, how I've excelled since the last podcast. There you have it, man. Well, Chino, again, I want to thank you, man. And for those of you out there who want to get in contact with me, you can hit me up on the email, EST1984podcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram of the same name, EST1984podcast. If you want to hit me up on my personal Snapchat, it's at BKJEST1984. And if you want the personal Instagram, of course, you can have it. It's at Brandon Kobe Jacobs. I am Brandon Kobe Jacobs. You've been listening to Super Chino, and you've been listening to the Established 1984 Podcast. Take care.